I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to another episode of Writing Advices, where the phrase sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me is utter, utter. Ouch. I opened my email inbox this morning and through the mountains of spam and inspirational life stories sent by Tony Robbins and his cult of motivational life coaches, I found an email from a listener. A certain redacted redacted sent me in some fantastic advice on how to write to threaten or extort and it shook me to my very core so against my wishes here are five tips to write to threaten or extort by redacted andrew who is a professional extorter from here on these are redacted his words one find leverage firstly you'll need to find a mark nope i don't mean a chap called mark this is an industry term we use for the person you're planning to threaten or extort. We use it in place of more generic terms like victim or dipstick or the old cock and bollock. Easy. It's crucial to know what makes your mark tick. Invite them to like your Aunt Puppy's cute page on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Scour their social media posts for clues. Do they seem to love their family? Which member does it look like they love the most? If they aren't forthcoming, then simply invite them to a quiz entitled Which Character from Friends Are You? People will give you their blood sample and their bank details just to find out which of the six sitcom characters they are. Sorry, this is Luke talking again for a second. Just wanted to let you know that I took that quiz and uh, I found out that I was actually, uh, <laughs> I was a Joey, you know. How are you doing, my ladies? <laughs> oh, okay, I was a Ross. Yeah, we're, all, we're all Rosses. Anyway, back to, um, back to the advices. Number two, less is more, unless it's less. So deep. Pay up or your wife dies. Sure, this is less in terms of letters to cut out or less time for the authorities to trace a call, but it has all the stealth and tact of a bull in a china shop. And by bull, I mean a bulldozer. And by china shop, I mean a shop made of china. Uh, would you like to buy a bull? Remember that the use of ambiguous language is your friend in the unfortunate event you find yourself in court. Winning phrases include, It would be a shame if something were to happen. Or, We'd hate to have to send those pictures to your mother. Or, while we prefer to return your loved one to you alive, well, that's up to you. This is Luke jumping in here. Uh, one from personal experience here. You, you could always go with the, uh, failing to upload an episode on the agreed schedule will result in a forfeit of 5% of your deposit, which will not be recoverable. <sighs> that was Catherine's pointing finger, Tony. She uses that to point. Number three, correct mistakes quickly. 
This is less about correcting your spelling errors and more about reminding your mark not to mess about by trying to sneak out messages to the police or the FBI. You can make your point and illustrate that you are the Mac Daddy in incidents of disobedience by escalating small infractions to 11 immediately. For example, That was a mistake. Perhaps we weren't clear and for that we are sorry. By way of apology and to avoid future mistakes, we're couriering you a reminder this afternoon. Be home between 1 and 5 and be sure to DM us a selfie of you holding it up so we know you've got it and we don't need to send another one. After all, there's only 10 of them. Hmm. And redacted. Are you talking about Catherine here? Because you know she's only got 9 fingers. I mean, come on. It's a bit, a bit harsh, isn't it? Number 4. Go to the doctors a lot. Not one you're registered with, obviously, and there's no need to make an appointment but they do have lots of magazines to use for your ransom notes. We recommend using fashion magazines too. The letters look the same, but sometimes they come with like sample shampoos and perfumes. You know, nicey nicey sniff sniff. Number five, Luke Condor is a real swell guy. Oh, thanks, Andrew. I mean, redacted. You didn't have to say that. Though he does have a problem with his ego. Hey. Anyway, this last bit of advice here just says something about eating all your veg. It's a weird one, but it, you know, it's solid, solid advice. Thank you for your tips, Andrew. I mean, redacted. Redacted. I think we can all agree that we're one step closer to writing beautiful letters that extort or threaten. And I, for one, can't wait to see who our lovely listeners choose to extort or threaten. So, join us next week on Writing Advices, where we will finally finish off this season of podcasts. And I will finish the Make Your Passion Project Against All Odds online course. And finally finally get my wife back you know even with a missing finger you know she's still you know she's still got fingers she uses that to point